Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. from the Adipose Mixed Recycling Centre here on the Lost Moon of Poosh, we present a wheezing groaning sound, which we ardently believe to be the only Doctor Who podcast in existence to be made by three men in matching nesting onesies, sharing an Uber with a hungover vervoid that's being driven by a recently out-of-jail Jadoon officer that beheaded a Sontaran neighbour during a border dispute that couldn't be stopped. <laughs> Words were exchanged, a fence was damaged, limbs were found on the decking. My God, the blood, the blood, all that blood, it wouldn't shift, despite sanding down on an industrial scale. A plant pot was moved to disguise the stain, it didn't work. The Jadoon's house decreased in value, he started to drink, became lost in the system. Poor bugger hitchhiked to Telos, started doing favours for Cybermen... Half a crown for a quick blow-grow flow. <laughs> ah, so, put down your plastic Betty toy from your kinder egg. Kinder egg. Um, cancel your Donna kebab. Uh, d- you know, Donna. Um, and, 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 and put the tiny hand-stitched clothes back on your naked Zarbi doll. Barbie doll. Um, I am mostly Paul Litchfield, and joining me, as ever, is constantly Tom Neenan and occasionally John Rain. Hello! Hello! How are you since I last spoke to you four minutes ago? Wonderful. <laughs> Very yeah. good, thank you. Oh, dear. Sorry, that was a bit, that was a bit of a long one. I do apologise. Same <laughs> time next week, lads. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> so, it's Dragonfire time, Dragonfire. chaps. Dragonfire, Dragonfire time. Can I put I my really... cards on the table? Please. Go on, then. I fucking love this one. <laughs> 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 because it was... Because I was reading, like, it had other potential titles, like Pyramids mm. in Space and... I wanted them to just call it. We just watched Alien. <laughs> yeah, I know they. They've definitely. Got, yeah, they we really will, have. We, we will. We will address yeah, this. Sure. <laughs> I see. Well, if you put so, the cards on the table, then uh, yeah. a certain Savalon Glitz would probably lose something with them. <laughs> he huh? probably would. He'd probably yeah. sell me. Yeah, he'd probably sell you into slavery. Yeah. The absolute card. I just like that his name is Savalon. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the one thing he's not is a calming influence or a bomb. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, Dragonfire mm. um, smashed its way onto the screens on Monday the 23rd of November 1987 mm. at 7.35pm. At too late. There you go. Yeah. Well, too late, but for the third episode, that should have been out after midnight. Because mm. it's genuinely, I think, one of the scariest things I've ever witnessed Horrific. on Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Was not expect. Well, I, I remember at the time watching it, going, "Oh my god, that's oh. far too much." Yeah. But 
brilliant. Anyway, so on that day, you had a plethora of joy. Well, actually, no, you didn't have hardly anything on the, on the BBC. At 8.40am, you had open air, which was uh, Eamon Holmes invites you to phone him, number removed, um, <laughs> with, your, with your views on the weekend's television, with Mike Shaft reporting. Hmm. So that's, that's great. And a bit later on, you had uh, uh, 4.40, you had Simon and the Witch. Do you remember oh, Simon and the Witch? I remember yeah. Simon and the Witch. Yeah, fantastic. And this is the one it says for, for this particular episode. After only one day at school, the Witch decides to play truant. She disappears and thinks up a song for the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> wow. What? Meanwhile, Simon has lots and lots of bad luck. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Simon. There was a boy at my school who looked like the rich kid in that. And from the moment that was on telly until the moment we left school, he was called Cuthbert. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Yeah, He's dead now. Yeah, yeah. Suicide. <laughs> Suicide. Yeah. Oh, thank, God thank God for that. Um, there was nothing on uh, after Simon the Witch, but at nine, uh, 7.35 was Doctor Who, Dragonfire, followed by Brushstrokes. Brush strokes because of you. Um, it just says here in the blurb, family and friends gather for a great... Uh, occasion. Full stop. Next line. Children. Full stop. Hmm. <laughs> Elmo's children that he's had with many women. And this came on after Brushstrokes and my god, I have no memory of this ever being on my television and I want to track down every single episode. Hmm. It was a show called Whatever Next. No Lemons oh. presents unusual situations. Oh. <laughs> That's it. Whatever <laughs> Next. Is it from the family of Michael Lush? <laughs> it's just the idea of Noel Edmonds presenting unusual situations. <laughs> wow. Well, that's his entire life. Is, is it him with that box that cures cancer? Oh, oh God. God, yeah, he's... he's yeah. But is, is it unusual situations that he creates? Is it like, yeah. he- hello, everyone, I'm here at the Ritz Hotel, and we've got a skip full of industrial medical waste. Unusual <laughs> <laughs> situation. Throw it! That's <laughs> such a weird idea. Um, a bit later on, um, you had Film 87, uh, presented uh, by Barry Norman. Good and year. it says here, special, special effects are tested to, to their limits with the new Ooh. release of the film Inner Space. Ooh. There you go. Um, I looked to see if there was anything remotely interested in BBC Two. There was not. <laughs> so there you go. So we're going to go straight into Dragonfire. Dragonfire. Yes. We open on the planet Somerset House's ice rink. Because <laughs> that seems to be what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and there's some people who are regarded as the special ones mm. by what look like the ice cream police. Mm-hmm. This is all like this because yeah. they're just wearing sort of like cream coloured pith helmets. Lion's <laughs> yeah. made. Yeah, exactly. And and they go, you lot are the special ones, the elite. And then I was just looking at them in, all in a row. The elite what? They look like the people that didn't get enough with the same pet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they look like people who would do really well in car boot sales. <laughs> buy loads of old tat. You know, I could just imagine that so much. So they get chosen. You don't really know why no, they get no. chosen. And then you get one of the members who breaks away, like, I'm not being part of this. And it's someone famous, but I can't remember who he is. Um, Laurence Olivier. Laurence Olivier. <laughs> and he, he, he decides to just go through a door. And the yeah. head guard goes, Kill him! And then immediately goes, Leave him. he's gone to the restricted area area. but it's literally kill him leave him (laughs) i thought i was high because Mm. the guy goes into the restricted area by the way the guy who says leave him he's going to the restricted area is the scottish guy from porridge 
Yes, that's exactly oh, yeah. who I was yeah. trying to... Uh, I can't remember his name, though. And the guy who runs away, I think he's in um, the Fire Brigade one that used to be on ITV, London's, London's Burning, yes, London's Burning. Or something like that, or Casualty, or something like that. Oh. Um, and, um, there's lots of people in this who went on to be the other things. And mm. also, there's as, as well as this um, entire three episodes being a rip-off of um, <laughs> um, Alien, oh. it's also a rip-off of Batman, yeah. because... <laughs> Because the baddie, Kane, is basically Victor Freeze. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's literally identical. And he's even, I mean, even in, in the comics, Vic, Victor Freeze is the reason why he's become this bad guy is because he's trying to find the cure that will bring his wife back from a coma. And he's mm. got a massive statue of her carved out of ice. This is exactly what Kane's doing as well, <laughs> yeah. of, of his dead accomplice. That's where I thought is, I was mm. high, because as the guy goes into the restricted area, which in my mind means like laser beams stuff. He walks in there and it's just an old man knocking yeah. something out of a statue. Mm. I'm just going to make a lovely ice sculpture of Adric, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just bizarre. Yeah. And I thought then, it was a vodka then... luge. I thought it was going to be a big vodka <laughs> luge for a hen night or something. <laughs> Get, get, get him away from the chocolate fountain. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember years and years ago go, going to one of those sort of parties, and all I remember there was a huge ice sculpture of of a of a naked man with an erect penis, <laughs> and that's and that's where the um, vodka was pouring from. And all I remember was oh. seeing both of the cheeky girls with their lips wrapped around it. Oh God! <laughs> and Lembit Opic with his eyes on stalks. Yeah, Lembit Opic trying to cr- climb into the ice sculpture. <laughs> Let me see if I could just squeeze it into position. Um, but there you go. He so um, it with that chin. <laughs> Ice cracks. You just see this big fleshy chin. <laughs> oh, dearie me. So that so we we now get to see a little bit more of the planet, which essentially seems to be a sort of B jams freezer centre. <laughs> yeah. It's just B jams. They're on the planet B jams. It seems because there's loads of people shopping. And um, it's like a shopping mall. Of, um, just it is well. It's essentially yeah, B jams or 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 maybe Iceland because they only there's nothing fresh there at all. It's no. all frozen <laughs> goods. And there's a, there's signs saying what they're selling. And I um, it, I had to pause it a couple of times because one of the things they're selling is um, Phoenix eggs and mm. crab nebula pasties. Mm. <laughs> yum 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 yum. Something you'd find at the BBC canteen. <laughs> oh, old tell here. <laughs> one, one catch Terry on the order. Planet B jams. <laughs> Terry likes a Nutribullet in the morning and a, a shot of whiskey. Um, so we should say as well that Kane um, kills that guy. He does by mm. touching his face. Yeah, and you think, oh, he steamed him to death, and you're like, oh no, no, he's done the opposite. He's sort of cold, he's colded him, him to death. death. He's colded him to death. Yes, <laughs> you, you, you find out later that um, Kane is, is is sort of like a renegade refugee from another planet who's been on this particular planet for three thousand years trying to hatch up a plan that could have taken eight minutes tops. Yeah, <laughs> it's utter ridiculous. Well, plus, the fact when you that put stuff in the freezer, it lasts longer. <laughs> <laughs> so he's put all his nefarious plans in on ice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there's um, so uh, you don't even see the TARDIS yet. You now meet Sabalong Glitz, of course, uh-huh. who's the sort of space Del Boy Lovejoy. I love him. I know you do. You love him, and mm. they've met him before, haven't they? They yes. met him yes. on the mysterious planet. Is that right? Yeah, it was that during is the trial, of, trial of the Time Lord. Yes, that's mm. right. He so, also, I think he's on Gallifrey as well. He come, they go into the Matrix together, so they've been through quite a lot. Old the Doctor and Glitz. Do, do you think Tony Selby mm. is told he's going to play Glitz, and he has to? Firstly, grow a beard. Yeah. And then they have to tramline it. 
<laughs> that must be a pain. I think he looks like that all the time. They're like he, he turned up and they're like, oh, yeah, great, you're ready. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't. I don't just always wear these clothes. Why isn't he put together with someone else called Glamour? <laughs> <laughs> oh, glitz and glamour in here. <laughs> Oh, Vada de Dolly Reek. Oh, your doctor's so bold. What I, what I genuinely love about the scene where you meet Glitz and then, and then, because um, he doesn't recognise the doctor, because no, um, no. obviously the doctor mm. has regenerated. Mm. Mel, Mel throughout this has just been an utter pain in the ass. She, mm. She's complained from the moment they've landed. Yeah. This yeah. is really boring. She really hates it. Mm. They finally sit down in this sort of Italian 1960s ice cream parlour stroke cocktail bar. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love about this, this is like Star Wars. This is like yeah. the, uh, there's lots of alien races all behind. There's the alien Mrs. Slocum. Yeah. With her different coloured <laughs> hair. Yeah. There's all sorts of stuff going on. puppet baby one that bites yeah. Sylvester later. Yeah, the Sylvester goes, I love that, that moment. Coochie coo, so goes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> It's fantastic. And we get to meet for the first time Ace. Mm. She was so working good. as a waitress it's in a cocktail bar. Oh. There she is. It's Ace. Ace, you and cracked it. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he says to her. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't even said hello. Cretin. <laughs> now, am I, am I, am I getting this wrong? But she calls him Professor instantly. She calls him Prof immediately, yeah. yeah so, mm. but, but she hadn't been introduced to him, so is that uh, weird? I think she'd overheard someone... I think she'd overheard a bit of the conversation with right. Sabalon and Mel talking to the Doctor. Right. The yeah. Doctor's very standoffish with Sabalon, isn't he? Because the mm. ice cream police go and tell him off and say that they're going to keep his ship, the Nosferatu. Mm. And I love the fact that they owe him money, but it's 72 crowns. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in old money. Patricia Quinn there. Patricia Quinn, yes. With Magenta and Rocky Horror. Yes, she's like second in command to the ice cream cream police. Yeah, I can't work out if she's good in this or not very good. Well, no, she... Oh, I see. Mm. Um, Well, she's a baddie that becomes a goodie. We know that. Mm. Well, well, she's sort of desperate to escape, isn't she? You find out later that she was... um, I love the way that people become into... um, People that go into servitude with Kane by picking up a very cold coin. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like a binding contract. Yeah. Well, did you read who they wanted to play Kane? Um, uh, No, go on. Mr. Frosty. I believe they wanted. I believe they wanted Ronnie Wood, didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) They wanted Ronald Lacey. Oh, Oh, really? Which is interesting because you got two Raiders of Lark references there because you got the Ah. burns into your palm of your hand and what happens later. Mm. Got you. Yes, yes, yes. But Mm. this idea of being in servitude to Kane, um, he's got very limited scope as Kane because he he seems like he can't go ten minutes without having to climb back in his deep freezer chest. Yeah, he's Lennon hole. It's bizarre because he's got he's he's living on an ice skating rink anyway. Yeah. Mm. Just lay down on that for a touch. Just get Rick Megwin in to do some head of the eight. <laughs> and I also, it's, um, yeah, go on. When when basically the people arrive, old uh, old Balage and those arrive. Yeah. And I love yeah. that Mel is like, "Kill him! You'll have to kill me too." And it's yeah. like, "Who's about killing?" Yeah. She she really amps up like every the drama immediately. Yeah, mm. yeah we were we were just going to offer you an ice cream sundae. Yeah. Gone, <laughs> gone suddenly ape shit there, Mel. Yeah. Really <laughs> overshoots. Yeah, and there's a there's there's a bit crew we find out. Yes, yeah. he sewed his crew, and that's mm. where the doctor's very like, oh, you're a swine, that's an absolute swine and a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he is brilliant in this. Who? Um, McCoy. McCoy. Yeah, well, is he one is. one of the but... best episodes, I mean, in terms of his performance. Oh, no, he does some terrible. This is comedy slipping. Oh, <laughs> has, to, yeah, has to stop because he does it six times. Yeah. There's a lot and of business. Every time it's yeah. not remotely convincing. <laughs> 
the um, also there's like the business when they're trying to work out the direction and Glitz keeps on ducking to avoid the umbrella. Yeah, yeah. it's all it's all very business, isn't it? It's mm. a lot of business going on. And and basically, you get a little bit of plot when they meet Glitz in in the cafe. You get to meet Ace, and then she 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 lets you know that she's from Earth, and she accidentally ended up on this planet by creating a time storm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> by, by by using by using um, Jellignite or something. It's just what? How did you? What? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I created a like, time storm. Well, that's a bit like, um, I suppose there are some, some subtle echoes there to The Wizard of Oz. And then she says, my name's Dorothy. And we're like, yep, no, we got it. We oh, got it. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. and, and, so, and there's a little bit of plot that's now given away that there's rumours of a dragon under the ice world mm. guarding treasure. And that's why the doctor takes. He wants to see a dragon. He wants to mm. see the dragon, and um, <laughs> Sablam's got the map, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and so 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 they're off on the, on on adventures. On the way out, Ace Ace uh, tips a milkshake over Lady Complainington Third, who has been <laughs> in Doctor Who before. Oh, has <gasps> she? Who's she? Yeah, in Stones of Blood. Oh, is she in Stones of Blood? They're the two people who are camping and get attacked by rocks. <gasps> oh, oh, that's yeah. brilliant! So that's, that's the only time she goes on holiday, and she goes. <laughs> 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 that's fantastic. She gets yeah. <laughs> and also, I, oh, that sounds Christ. even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I've been who khakied. <laughs> it went on forever. What I love about meeting what what I love about meeting Ace at this point, not only is Ace her name, it's a default setting, and also her own catchphrase. It's just, everything is Ace, Ace, Ace. She has got. She has to say some absolute shit in this. She really does, bless just, her. I just kept feeling sorry for her because she had to say really bad dialogue. But, you but know, she dad, is she she's ain't got undiluted no youth. Mm. Yeah, she ain't got no mum and dad. She is yeah. youth. Yeah. Yeah. Got kind of, I ain't got no mum and dad. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in somewhere really mean in the 80s. Oh, no, what? Brixton? Or no, no, no. Perivale. Um, <laughs> you haven't seen the cat problem we got there. <laughs> we got these robot cats that go... <laughs> there's a there's also a really weird thin vein of sort of casual misogyny that runs throughout these three episodes wherever the mm. doctor needs to do something it's always you girls wait there yeah yeah they have to wait is... around an awful lot mm. which is a, a way for mel to finally understand that this is your replacement yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i see right right i'm being replaced i didn't know that it's like um, to soften the blow of her of mel leaving i think this is maybe bonnie langford's worst performance yeah um. <laughs> That's really hard to narrow down, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> she, I mean, at the end of the first episode, she, basically Ace is like, "This is brilliant. We're going to have a fight with something," mm. and all that Mel does is scream all the world screams that are available. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she literally yeah. siphons off every scream. She's like and Alan just, Bates in that film. <laughs> it's just absolutely bizarre the screaming that she because what's happened is, is the doctor and Glitz have decided to go underneath the city and investigate mm. they find mm. themselves in Jean-Michel Jarre's living room at yeah. that point yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile Kane is offering the opportunity uh, to Ace he wants to sort of like um, you, you can join me if you want yeah, he's he sort of wants an to... expert with explosives. Yeah, and mm. he, he gives her the opportunity to blow up 12 different galaxies mm. which he's almost tempted by that mm. Yeah, which is nice um, and then it has possibly the most insanely stupid, pointless, 
ending I've ever seen in any Doctor Who yeah. for, <laughs> uh, for a cliffhanger where the Doctor willingly mm. falls <laughs> over a bar yeah. to a huge drop along a sort of sheer ice wall mm-hmm. and just goes, I'm going to directly put myself in peril and so he basically hangs off his umbrella, slides down to the tip, looks directly at the camera, and gurns like, oh, what have I done? And then it ends. I had to wind that back because I thought, I've missed something there. Yeah, well, he did that's exactly that. what happens. Yeah. He literally puts himself in peril and stares at the camera and goes bus-eyed like, doi! <laughs> and then it ends. And you're just going, why did you do that? Why did you do that, you imbecile? so unnecessary also you've got a perfectly good cliffhanger they've just yes, run you, into the, the they've dragon. run into the dragon with its mm. laser beam cannon mm. yeah ace says mega yeah uh, <laughs> mega she pulls a face like she's just seen an old man expose himself <laughs> mega never seen one of them before yeah and Mel screams because she's seen a lot of them before <laughs> yeah she knows what they do she knows what they do <laughs> so you be- so you begin again with the doctor in self self-imposed jeopardy mm. and then Glitz just goes oh fucking help you you prick it's just <laughs> it's just and then it cuts back to um, Kane who's you suddenly realise he's got all of Savil- um, all of, all of Sabalon Glitz's frozen crew members yeah. and he decides he's going to send them down to locate and kill and get hold of a map because he wants to find the dragon fire himself mm. you don't know what the dragon fire is quite yet no um, Ace and Mel get a bit bored of waiting so they decide that they're going to follow um and they of course come across the doctor's umbrella that's the only thing left yeah mel, mel immediately goes oh well he must have been this way but that looks like he's dead yeah he's so it's, that's like when you're out and about and you see a solitary glove on a railing and yeah. you just go oh god the backstory to that i don't want to create that backstory they turn oh, into a god. railing <laughs> it's the railing gloves mm. the worst doctor who monsters ever conceived <laughs> that would be the worst episode of tales the unexpected ever <laughs> Someone sees a glove and thinks, I wonder what happened there. And at the end, they're the glove! Whoa! They lost a bet and now they're a railing with a glove on. Rolled down in front of a fire. I was out for a walk one day when I saw the glove. And... <laughs> I was walking to my shed and I saw some mushrooms going on a tree. I thought I'd try them. And then I started <laughs> writing. <laughs> right, thank you. <laughs> Welcome to All Rather Mysterious, the podcast that aims to unlock the mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is John Rain. My name is Eleanor Morton. My name is David Reed. Please join us as we present to you mysteries that have baffled the world. You had any noises? What about um, a door creaking? Uh, you, don't, uh, you don't have to do it. That so. weird kadook that yeah, lights well, going off makes for some reason in films. <laughs> All Rather Mysterious. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So Ace, for some reason, has a huge 20-foot metal stepladder yeah. in, a, yeah. in a backpack. And yeah. some shark repellent. And some shark repellent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my word, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Glitz, for some reason, now just leaves the Doctor at the bottom of the chasm and heads back to the Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you get to see the interior of the ship, which looks like Stigger the Dumps Kazi. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the... Oh, the stench. But he's got a Stradivarius. He's got a Stradivarius and he's got... What was it? He's got a Stradivarius a and a Dutch master, that's mm-hmm. right, on, on his adventures. But that Unfortunately, place was... the Dutch master was lousy at making violins and Stradivarius was <laughs> a <horrible> painter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Lovely stuff. <laughs> and um, old, um, old, old Rocky Horror... Oh, what's she called in it? She's, called, she's got a weird name. Balage. Um, Balage. Balage comes onto the ship and goes, I'm having this bloody ship, mate. I want to get out of here. I've had enough. I've just had mm. enough of this life. Have you seen how big my hair is? That hat doesn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you, so, and fine, and then basically what happens is Glitz then goes, oh, all right, then, and leaves. There's just a lot of unnecessary journeys going on here. Yeah. And mm. finally Glitz and the Doctor meet and they find the dragon. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mel and Ace are being chased by the crew. Who are trying to blow mm-hmm. them up? Um, Ace is lobbing dynamite at them, yeah. and then and then Mel trips over a snowflake, so they have to stop. Yeah, oh, and then God. when oh. they hide under this walkway, mm. once she's saying to Bonnie Langford to be quiet, as she removes her hand, she's accidentally put loads of fake snow in Bonnie Langford's mouth. Bonnie <laughs> <laughs> Langford has to sit there saying nothing for a minute, and you can see this bits of snow in her mouth. She's choking <laughs> on choking on must, polystyrene must and plastic. Horrible. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> That was all the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally ant killer, ant parody that they put on. <laughs> oh, we'll get to ant killing later. Oh, yeah. Oh, we will get, yes, of course. Oh. Yeah, I meant to say that, John. <laughs> um, and then, and then um, basically, before Belange decides to escape, she sort of is talking about mutiny. She's talking to um, the other chap, isn't it? The, the, the guy who says, you're the elite of the elite. And he just decides, yeah, do you know what? I've had enough of this life as well. And he decides <laughs> to... Kane, Kane's in his um, f- freezer coffin, getting down mm. to minus 190 or yeah, whatever he yeah. prefers. And so the guy just goes and turns it up and tries to turn it into a Moulinex convex oven. Yeah. <laughs> and then and, and then, then all that, and then stays there watching and all Kane does is, is get out and go, That's annoying and then mm-hmm. kills him. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well he does that thing that you sometimes you know when you have a nap on holiday <laughs> and you wake up and you're like, God, I'm really fucking hot now. Yeah, yeah. He has that but like really badly. So he's like really discombobulated mm. and then murders um, the man from porridge. Murders yeah. man from porridge by, by just touching him. Mm. He's a toucher, you see, Kane. Yeah, and then, and then I, I presume you freeze to death, and then it'd been really nice. They should have taken the opportunity for someone to fall on the floor and shatter or something, but clearly mm. they'd thrown it all on the half mechanoid dragon robot. I am actually a puzzle box in my brain, whatever the hell that <laughs> thing is. Thing but it's a really nice was. idea. We do see a gun yeah. shatter. Oh, that's oh, fun, yeah, right. We do see start. a gun shatter. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, but um, so the doctor has finally um, approached the beast, and this is really nice. I like the fact that the beast is actually friendly. 
Lovely yeah. friendly little dragon. So I presume when it met Melanace, all that shooting bolts was just its way of saying hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something I didn't understand. And why mm. is it suddenly nice to the Doctor? That's the thing. That's the weird thing. It's immediately set to kill, and then it's immediately set to greet. It's yeah. just burning really the Doctor's odd. ass. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and again, this is me going back to the beginning. The thing mm. I liked about McCoy in this is that when they're doing the, the cafe bit, he does some good off-camera business when it isn't his lines. Like He's reading mm. a book. He's mm-hmm. pro- sort of resting his chin on his umbrella and looking cheeky. And um, the bit where the the monster's burning his ass. Mm. He does some good. Oh, we burnt on fire! <laughs> oh, he should have taken the opportunity to sit in the snow and have the comedy. Oh, <laughs> oh that's better. Or he could, have, he could have put his ass against Kane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the aliens, their friend, and uh, and um, it, it it's got a... them from one of. Um, Glint's. One of the uh, one of Glint's former men, yeah. yeah. Glint, mm. and, 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 Glint's, Glint's is all, come on, mate, we're friends, we're mm. friends, and they're all, I've mm. never liked you anyway. And then there's a lot of running down the same corridor four times, yes. yeah, um, because that corridor even leads to the dragon, to the ice garden, to Jean Major's uh, living room, mm. which, or or a sheer ice wall. Mm. And yes. everyone walks down that same corridor seventy eight times mm-hmm. in, in in three episodes. So there's only four options of where to go. Liberace's <laughs> anus. <laughs> I just wanted to say that Fair this enough. cave somehow decided to form into the shape of Liberace's anus. <laughs> For some some reason. I never um, quite buy the idea that we're like they keep on saying, "Oh, we're deep below ice world." Yeah, yeah. Do you ever feel like you're that deep? It always feels like they're sort of they've just gone to the basement level of the uh, of the the B jams that they're in. Yeah. I was gonna say, I reckon there are people shopping on the top floor that could just see them through the grills. <laughs> do you want? Do, there's a, there's a slush puppy here if you want to. Yeah, um, yeah. I just never got that impression, which is weird because occasionally you get this lovely model shot, this beautiful model shot of the of the ice crystal city on one side of the moon. Yeah. And mm. then this lovely tracking shot all the way to the um, light side of the moon that's being burnt, and that's mm-hmm. a really nice bit of model work that i really oh, like that great really um, but no they they which implies that they're sort of right deep into the bowels of the planet but no you're absolutely mm. right they are just below them at every point <laughs> which is bizarre mm. um i'm trying to think of oh yeah so the big reveal at the end of episode two is the tardis um, um sorry the doctor's sort of working out that this dragon is um is actually the very thing that kane has been searching for all his life so it's both his captor and his captee in some weird way Mm, and and yeah. the dragon fire is inside the dragon because it's got a crystal in it in its noggin. Yeah, <laughs> it opens up like again like bandits. Time bandits. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like evil's head opens up. Well, it? weirdly, actually, like 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 the pods in Alien. Yeah, it actually opens yeah. up in three sections, and then there's this blinking blue 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 blue. But thing. instead of it looking like Alien, it looks like a fifth form art project <laughs> it looks like a, pla- a plastic um, pencil holder that I used to have at home um, oh, nice. that it was all different levels you know and you could put all your stationery in it looks exactly like that except they bung some fairy lights in it because mm. what they've done is they've, they've made the suit look like the alien they've put those spikes on the back Yes, uh, and when the head opens up, it's got lots of tubing in it, like the alien was covered in tubing. And you also realise that the writers not only have they ripped off a direct um, sort of um, plot line from Batman, not only have they di- uh, ripped off a direct plot line from uh, Alien, they're also having a good old bloody rummage around Superman as well, because now we're in some sort of crystallised ice cave with a personalised message from a hologram. This from is Anne just Whittacombe. like Whittacombe. from yeah. Anne <laughs> who's going, "Kane was a naughty little boy, and we had to tell him to fuck off." Mm. It's exactly like Superman. It's also, just... Kane was a name of someone, an alien as well. 
He was oh, the really? one who got the, ch- the first chest buster. Ah, there mm. you go. Jeez, they who really went on are to be the doctor? Borrowing heavily, aren't they? On, on mm. all these. Yeah, but that things. woman appears who looks like Anne Widdicombe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she tells us the, she gives us like a massive exposition dump. Yeah, she might <laughs> just snitch out a page of dialogue for us to read. Yeah, she might mm-hmm. have just literally bent over and and then a fax readout comes out her ass. Just read that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'll do. Mm. And it seems like Kane's come from the planet. When I first heard it, it seems like he was called the, from the planet Panorama, but it's yeah, not Panorama. He's from the planet Panorama Panatella, mm. and um, he, he's been here for over 3,000 years up to his very simple nefarious plan, which is <laughs> a really long time to come to fruition. Of running a branch of Iceland. That is his yeah, insane. basically he's distracted by running the freezer shop. Yeah, that's the thing. He, he, he got into the business. He started off at the bottom. He worked his way up. He's mm. now the manager. He's got to keep faith. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So once more, the doctor splits off again you uh, ace and mel you stay here because you're women mm. Mm. um mel mel decides to pass the time by playing i spy ace looks like she wants to literally kick her head off mm. <laughs> <laughs> and all i can imagine is, is is that they literally go when mel goes well let's have a game of i spy and then ace starts with yeah all right here we go i spy with my little eye something beginning with r replacement mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she should have done mm. And just close up of Mel. I think Mel would just start screaming, wouldn't she? Yeah. <laughs> God, she's shit, isn't she? Oh, God. Is she's the worst she... assistant, do you think? Yes, yes. Mm. yes, yes. Just, I'd rather have Adric than Mel. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, out of all the Mel, all the times that Mel is a companion where she has in any way lifted it, taken it anywhere else, or added mm. anything to it, and it's really hard to find anything. Mm-hmm. That bit where he says, um, loch, and she goes, oh, is is just awful. It's like the kind of banty right for people who have absolutely no chemistry. Whereas the chemistry between Ace and, and the Seventh Doctor is like from the start. You're like, oh my god, I love watching yeah, these two yeah, on screen together. Yeah, they genuinely have massive affection for each other, don't they? Whereas mm. um, you, you, uh, with, with when Mel decides that she's off, the Doctor's like, well, bye, and, <laughs> and, and, and that's sort of that. I found out yeah. her surname today. Oh, go on, Bush. Mel Bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I think that's god. She's got a very hairy head. <laughs> oh no, don't, don't. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> like a vervoid that's gone out of control. It's gotta be it's gotta be trimmed back occasionally to encourage new growth. Oh god. <laughs> Sorry about that. But she um, decides though. To, mm. that she'd rather go and live with Tony Selby. <laughs> That's the brilliant thing. I'd right. rather spend all my time with the notorious space cheat and pirate who sold his own crew for 37 crayon. Mm. Um, mm. I'm going to stay with him because her excuse is, I'll keep you on the straight and narrow. Yeah. I can imagine Sabalon gets going, yeah, all right. And as soon as she, he's on the ship, he just literally presses the button she's out the airlock. Yeah. 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 That's the end of Mel. In fact, you just see her orbiting the planet frozen. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, he'll sell her into the sex trade. Yeah. Oh, straight away. Straight away. Before straight they leave. Away. And then this the, um, is... Wh- yeah, go on. Uh, well, all the Baker assistants, all the Colin Baker assistants went on to, like, have these... Or they all left to have these terrible team-ups. So the idea that, like, that we love Perry, but Perry we went off to marry Brian Blessed <laughs> as well. It's like, <laughs> really weird. Baker only had um, her yeah, and, and Mel, didn't he? Yes. They, and they both ended up just going off with... 
really weird bearded men. Middle aged men. Yeah. <laughs> look like they smell of farts. <laughs> <laughs> like um, sitting down on a sofa after someone's yeah. been farting for ages. Like, oh, 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 God. <laughs> I was I was just about to say Tom that we we had we had the interlude in the episode of of, of a little girl having a lovely time. <laughs> she just skips around, plays with her little um, bear, has a milkshake over the corpses in the cafe. Of course, meets the dragon, and the dragon sort of likes her. She's just having a whale of a time. She is. My favourite line read in this whole episode is "Good night, Teddo." Oh yeah, she's clearly. And um, what um, there's I was there there are six puns in this um, all about being cold. So there's freeze, mm-hmm. but they go, mm-hmm. and there's some um, um it it's a cold something. They and it's just, and it's, and I was suddenly reminded because it is Kane and all these puns. Have you ever have you ever witnessed the horror that is Batman and Robin yeah. with um, <laughs> Arnie who played Mister Freeze in that, mm. who charged mm. one million dollars for every minute he's in the film, and I think he's oh in the God. film for thirteen minutes. And he got <laughs> And he, he 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 puns so stunningly. In oh. I mean, it's obviously things like freeze. You're not sending me to the cooler. Yeah. But then, then he <laughs> starts running. You. Ice to see you. Yeah. Then he starts running out, and he says things like, "It's a cold town." Mm. And then just at the point of just nothing else to do, he just goes, nippy. It's just, it's just literally running out of anything to say. Oh, my God. There, there's a lot of this in, um, in these three episodes, lots of punning going on. Yeah. Um, there's a, and, of course, we get the lovely bit, which I always love in any Doctor Who, is when the new assistant, we, we don't know if she's going to be the new assistant yet, but Ace goes inside the TARDIS. And there's yes. something I love, it doesn't matter which Doctor it is, when you get the person walking in, you get all that wonderment and, oh, it's bigger in the inside, Prof, and all that stuff. <laughs> I love all that. Yeah. Doesn't matter which episode, which Who, which companion, there's something always brilliantly magical and grounding about that, isn't it? There's something is more it- magical happens in the episode, though. Go on then. Mm. Mr. Robson from Grange Hills in here. Mr. Robson from Grange Hills in it. <laughs> Who's got the best just... name in the world? Which is? Stuart Organ. <laughs> <laughs> and he's there just getting some frozen scampi um, yeah. <laughs> for he's a dinner party. An ant hunt because we've watched Aliens now. Oh, yeah, now they start going on on a bloody ant hunt and mm. they need to. They, we're we're going to need bigger guns mm. and there's all this going we need on. Someone who's a bit like Vasquez from Aliens. <laughs> very hard woman. Again, mm. everyone's going around doing Kane's bidding, um, mm. obeying this man who's frozen their palm with a bloody air for crayon. <laughs> um, just leave it. There's nothing he can do. He can't follow you. He can't chase you. He can't actually do anything. Mm. If you if you mm. if you just sort of think, I mean, you, the only thing you should never do a cane is give him a hug or a kiss because he'll yeah. kill you. <laughs> Apart from that, stay away from him and just go and run away. <laughs> just fucking light a candle and go up to him. He'd be like, <laughs> it's just he's the most ineffectual yet horrible baddie. I mean, you yeah, know, he blows up everyone on the on the Nosferatu. Mm. So he's mm-hmm. literally destroyed an, the an entire city. Uh, I was going to say the Mr. Robson from Grange Hill and the woman yeah. who's supposed to be Vasquez. They're sent to kill the alien and get yes, its head. They, they want to get dragon fire, don't they? Mm. But I, mm. I was under the impression that um, Kane doesn't even know what it is. No. But he um, has been listening so, in via the map. Oh, oh yes, that's right. He's got mm. a tracking signal oh, on yeah. Sablon Glitz's map. We, yeah. Yes, that's a major plot point from mm. episode one. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, so, but, but the creature kills them. 
and then, as, as uh, they remove its head, as mm-hmm. they remove its head, it's one final, <laughs> yeah, it's one final burst of strong kinetic energy. <laughs> and do we think that the dragonfly looks a bit like a cock and balls? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. It's a big shaft with yeah. two square shafts at the bottom. A pulsing, <laughs> a pulsing shaft. A pulsing mm. shaft. <laughs> and it glitz burns his hand on the, <laughs> the yes, pulsing yes. shaft, and it serves him right. It does. Yeah. Yes. Good lord, this episode should have gone out after the watershed. It's disgusting. <laughs> well, Michael Gray tried to do that, didn't he? <laughs> Put it on at half eleven. Yeah. Graveyard shift for Doctor mm. Who. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, the Doctor then um, comes across the two corpses and is like, ah, this is the this was the um, creature's last act of defiance. Yes, and then Kane says, I've got Ace. Yeah, I've Br- captured Ace. Bring the dragonfire yeah. to me and you can have a So back. there's a nice bit of, um, you give me yours, I'll give you mine and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the Doctor, meanwhile, has found out via the TARDIS because he's found out that the star system on this planet yes. is thousands of years old. That's right. So he goes to TARDIS and finds out that Kane's planet that he's trying to get back to is blown up. Well, yeah, that, that's the really interesting thing about Ace finding the TARDIS. She steps in and goes, this is amazing. And the Doctor goes, and off we go, back onto the planet. And she's like, yeah. oh, fucking hell, I haven't even had a chance. I haven't even had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> she's in and out in about five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, so the Doctor now knows something crucial that Kane doesn't. Mm. Um, mm. <laughs> Kane's got Ace. They need to obviously do a swappy and everything will be fine. And then it's just the simple case of the Doctor going, ha, 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 you don't know you're too thousand years too late to go mm. back to your planet it was destroyed by a supernova nah, 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 nah. and Kane's <laughs> like um... oh my god this is all my plans have gone to ruin and then kills himself yeah <laughs> yeah he walks up to a window with his loads of light from the sun and then we genuinely get yeah. an absolutely stunning piece of genuine horror yeah it's so good as his it's face so melts good. off yeah indiana jones style mm-hmm. it's brilliant and it is about three seconds long. And to see even the eye sockets pop, <laughs> the, the skin go around the teeth, it's mm. really... And then the, his cap slipping as he melts. They oh did my. it the same way as with Fred Lofstark. Really? Did it? Yeah. Exactly the same technique. Yeah, they get like a wax head and they... Put what the they egg. do is they get a person and they melt his face. They melt his face. <laughs> it's really good effect. They get a wax head and they put like industrial heaters on it and film it mm-hmm. at a very slow speed. Perfect. And then when you play at normal, normal speed, speed, it looks like there it's melting really quickly. It's a, I cannot remember so good. Uh, anything like that watching Who as a kid. No. Just so visceral and so, what the... F- Jesus. Mm. I mean, bear in mind, we've seen Bertie Bassett's Sweet Monsters. I and was just going to say. <laughs> pink Poodles and, and mm. God knows what else. But we've never seen... Yeah. I mean, normally... I mean, even in, 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 in uh, the, 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 the three episodes of this Dragonfire, whenever someone gets punched or even gently tapped on the shoulder, it's... Ugh! and they fall to the floor <laughs> you know that's how a lot of people throughout every episode of Doctor Who has always come come a cropper they get they get slightly sort of slapped don't they on their shoulder and that's yeah. the end yeah. and in this a man decides to end it all by opening a bay window and melting his face off <laughs> and it's, it's an amazing. Arthur Mr. McCoy technique right because he will go on to then there's in um, Remembrance of the Daleks he gets a Dalek to commit suicide by saying that their home planet is dead as well it's like that is a, a real go-to for him in quite a, oh. quite a scary way he sort of likes to really psychologically torture, um, yeah, yeah. torture the baddies, and not only is that enough, then you must kill yourself. Yeah, then is the doctor happy? Definitely. Also, when he does his business, he's sort of psychologically torturing us. 
I've got a leg up my sleeve. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. Or when he does that, then after Glitz has got him down off the, the cliff, mm. and they do that awful, like, climbing around, climbing over each other. Oh, yeah. Thing. Oh, and the, and the doctor goes under, underneath his undercarriage. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he, don't he's, looking up, he's, he's looking up at his Sabalong Glitz. It's, <laughs> it's madness, isn't it? It's, mm. the, oh, it's, like, it's like they're doing reverse cowgirl or something. It's really bizarre. <laughs> what are you both doing? Comic. You get a really well, good like idea about what Sylvester McCoy's ass looks like, like from because with things like that, you just he's constantly got his full rear on display, and it's yeah, it's not well, a dignified survival thing to do. as well. Yes, of course. No, he's bent over <laughs> singing. I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. <laughs> <laughs> And so Kane is in a big puddle, and and I mm. remember as and I was fifteen when this came out, and even mm. I was like, oh god, that's a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> genuinely frightening. Genuinely, is... there must have been letters to points of view the week after. Oh, must have been. There mm. must have been. Dear BBC, I settled down fully nude with a <laughs> hot bowl of soup on my lap to enjoy <laughs> Doctor Who Dragonfly. Imagine my surprise. <laughs> I mean, just that, it's, that's a bit much. Mm. But love, love, all the better for it. A proper, genuinely horrific moment in Doctor Who. Why yeah. did Barry Took, the host of Points of View, ever release a cover version of Take On Me and call it Took On Me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, John. Why, do you, why, 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 why wasn't Barry Took ever a companion? Why wasn't he? He'd be great, wouldn't he, Barry Took, as a companion? He'd be jotting everything down. Oh. And, then, and then every yeah. week he'd have to go back to the BBC and then talk <laughs> about his adventures. Oh, so good. They'd be ahead of the curve in terms of complaints. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Well, last week I went to Megalos and... Um, <laughs> took on me. Took on me. Took me on. Took on me. I'll be gone, but I'll be back next week. Yeah. And... In the, um, on in the music of... video, to the uh, is the like animated bit. Is yeah. that all letters that have been angrily yes. scrawled by? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Instead of being chased by race drivers, they're chased by like old ladies with. <laughs> <laughs> Pens. Can someone at home make that for us? Yeah. <laughs> Could you the, spend the, the next month of view animating was, that? The, the points of view theme was normally fab, fab, and amount, and valam, but people chattering. It's really horrible. Which is coincidentally the same music they used at the end of the Hartnell era, Doctor Well, to be honest, part, part we got close as well. But this is where we have Mel deciding to go and live with Tony Selby. Mel decides enough is enough, mm, the, yeah. um, and and may, and there isn't a sort of sense that she says, "Well, look, you've." Well, she does say Ace has got nowhere to go, mm. and you sort of think, "Is she palming Ace off on the Doctor?" But I don't, I don't even know if she's thinking that far. She's just, I've just had enough of this. Mm. Mm. I can't scream anymore. My, mm. uh, all my larynx is shot to shit. <laughs> I'd rather go with this nefarious space pirate. We do get this lovely bit of dialogue where he says to Ace. <clears throat> I can take you to Perivale, but via the scenic view. Scenic view. And then he says, but there's three rules. That's right, three One, rules. One, what I say goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she goes, anything, prof. And he says, two, I am not a prof. I am the doctor. And then he says, three, are you ready to get at blowjobs? <laughs> I can't remember what three is. What's three? Three he is, says, I'll think of well, three by well, the time we... I'll think oh, of yeah. three as we go along. That's right. Yeah. 
I notice as well that with Big Finish making spin-offs of everything, mm. both Tony Selby and uh, Bonnie Langford are very much still with us. Mm. No yes. one is even like no one has even like pit put a pitch document together for what that series would be because they're like Bush. <laughs> it sounds like local television X. <laughs> I can somehow imagine that they're like that, like Glitz and Bush are running a guest house somewhere yeah, yeah, on, yeah. An a- on an alien planet. Glitz is always trying to sort of get the cheapest food and the cheapest shit. Mel's yeah. trying to keep, keep the guest house running as it should. <laughs> Together they somehow get along. They're yeah. not married, but there are, there are romantic overtones. It's it's a bit like Michael Elphick and um, um, was Andrew it three Thorne. up two, mm. and Andrew Thorne three up two down. <laughs> I mentioned the Gallifrey War, but I think I got away with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> marching, marching like a Dalek through the, uh, yeah. through the dining room. Put a on his forehead. <laughs> you can have. What's the? What is it? Is it? What's the one where they land on the jungle planet and it is literally run by a sergeant major? Hello, Falter. He's like that. So he could be in it as well. I'm trying to remember yeah. the, the the episode. It's got the mute um, indigenous species that live oh, on the Kinder. planet. That, Kinder, yeah. So yeah. you can have him. Hello, 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 Savalon. Hello, Glitz. There's also that guy Morning, in, um, Major. The greatest show in the galaxy. He's a bit like that as well. Yes. <laughs> you can have well, the, you can have the Bertie Bassett monster who's in a single bed sit yeah. at the top. Adrian Mole, he was in Greatest Show yeah. in the Galaxy. Adrian. So it's all there as a spin-off. <laughs> there. Yeah. Bush and Glitz. Bush and Glitz. Glitz. Glitzy oh, Towers. Glitz. And now on BBC Two, it's time for Glitzy Bush. <laughs> <laughs> or is this known these days? Have a jazzle. <laughs> so that, my beautiful friends, mm. is the curate's egg that mm. is dragon fire. Mm-hmm. Um, there's bits of it that I genuinely love. I love an intro to a, a new companion and mm-hmm. an outro of another. Mm. Um, the the idea of Kane is sort of fun and nice, and I love mm. his death. Mm. His plan is ridiculous. Mm. Is utterly ridiculous because it could have been done so quickly, and he's, he's been there for three thousand years, uh-huh. just running through assistants. At one point, <laughs> that, one of the assistants says, "You, you recruited me when I was sixteen, mm. and I've, I've mm. fucking had enough." <laughs> he's yeah, got yeah, a yeah. lovely chain mm. of freezer shops to fall back on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, can can they just scoop him up and then pour him into an ice cream cone, and he can just come back as that? That'd be great. His yeah, face is a it- little ice cream. Yeah, with flakes, <laughs> flakes sticking out of his head. Is it like hot shots part deux? Can he like reform? <laughs> he could come back. They could bang him. They could bang him in one of the freezers, couldn't they? And it ends with the TARDIS disappearing, and the little girl who saw it uh, materialise, she sees it dematerialise, and then her wayward alcoholic shopaholic mother finds her. <laughs> Where have you been? Mm. Everyone's dead, and I wasn't remotely concerned. <laughs> Let's go back to shoplifting. Hiccup, and off they go. And she gives and it a little, little wistful look. And yeah, oh, the it's... little girl's like, what a crazy adventure. <laughs> <laughs> so, girls... so how many ice cubes out of 100? Are there? <laughs> <laughs> right, well... Um, right. I, I, I chose Dragonfire for one simple reason. Yeah. I hadn't seen it in ages, and I just wanted to see Kane's head melt. That was my entire reason yeah. to, right. to watch right. it. It's not mm-hmm. the best in the world. I like the fact that it's three. I love the intro to Ace. Um, um, I can't go higher than my... I'm going to give it 60. 60 Ooh, ice cubes 60. out of 100. Tom? Tom? Uh, I, I I really enjoy this one. It, it, there is too much banter, like things like when he says, "I'm going to kill you," and uh, Sylvester was like, "Oh, so you're an existentialist?" Mm. And I was like, "Oh, oh <laughs> shut up." Uh, so I think it's sort of it ranks in the middle. I'm going to give it fifty. 
Okay. Well, I hadn't seen this one before, mm. uh, or at least not till, since it was on. Um, I really like the energy of it. Uh-huh. At times, it feels like an episode of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, mm. with the cafe scene, like Paul mentioned, and also the conversation he has with that guard. That is oh, brilliant, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the empirical reason of one's self-doubt within the universe. Doctor. It reminded and me he, of when he, they're trying to the... negotiate with the Vogel when they're being thrown out of the airlock. Yes, yes. and even, yeah, even yeah. the Doctor backs out of that conversation, like, bit rich for my blood. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, there's a lot of this I enjoyed. It added nice energy to it. And like Paul said, it's only three episodes, so it's not like a slog. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it 60 as well. Ooh. Whoa. Mm. So Ice Cube-wise... So, mm. It's oh, no, 170... 170 ice cubes, that's not bad at all. Out of 300. It's minus 170 degrees Celsius. Which Kane would love. He'd love it. Mm. To him, that's like a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> now that's sort of that's sort of temp- temperate for him, is it? That's mm. that's like a mild day mm. for Kane. How does how does Kane piss? Does, does Kane piss? Because that's going to be hot, right? Would that like burn his head? He'd have to try to like get ice cubes out of his cock. I presume it's one of those like American style fridge freezers. You just pass the nozzle and the ice cubes come clinking out. Oh, that must hurt. That's like passing a kidney stone every time he wee. Really so angry. Slightly large, jagged yellow ice cubes. I wonder he's been waiting for 3,000 years to do it. <laughs> he thought, right, we need to figure out pissing first. Yeah. I mean, if you think pissing's bad, it. you wait till you see him having a shit. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he's having to literally rip off a shard of ice. Poor <laughs> <laughs> thing. Does he only oh, no. eat ice creams? He does. That's all he eats. <laughs> he eats frozen food, but he doesn't defrost it. No. Like, literally, if you gave him a burrito, he'd die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would literally melt through him. Mm. <laughs> oh, dragonfly! Well, no one can be in any doubt that we've that, that happened. Dragonfly. Yeah, that yeah. happened. And so, thank you once again, uh, Tom and John, for uh, for literally holding my hand as we walk through the beaches <laughs> of the future. Mm. It was lovely to have you both. It was lovely. And, thank um, you for making me rewatch Dragonfly. You're welcome. And um, don't mum forget- goes to Dragonfly. <laughs> <laughs> Mum's happy. Why is that? Yeah. Everyone's dead in Iceland. <laughs> um, so do obviously uh, send us comments and tell us what you think of it on uh, Weezing Pod. Is it mm. www.weezingpod.com? Uh, no, it's just uh, at Weezing Pod. Oh, at Weezing Pod. Mm. Sorry, on Twitter. Yeah. Let us know what, what you think. We've got a nice, lovely audience and we love you dearly. And we'll mm. see you soon with more of the same. Mm-hmm. Yes. So goodbye, you cretins. <laughs> see you, Prof. Bye, Prof. If you're a fan of all things geeky, you're going to love Concessions, a brand new podcast by comedian Matt Hunton and myself, Beck Hill, where we interview your favourite cult heroes at Comic-Cons all across the world. We've got stars from Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Walking Dead and more. Make sure you tune in soon to Concessions. Great big owl.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.